Hello, welcome, welcome, welcome. Come into the room. I hope that some of my listeners are able to jump in on today's live. I know we are a day early, but I actually have um, some plans for tomorrow, so I will not be able to get on tomorrow evening. That's why I'm on today. Because the the Lord's will shall be done. His assignment that he has given me is still going to go forth regardless of what I have to go on and do in my day. So I'm here today. Um, super excited, charged up, just, just got out of prayer and just feeling the presence of God all over this place. And so I'm just so excited. So I'm going to give a few moments to see if anyone is going to jump on the live. I hope your week has been blessed. I hope it's been full of just, um, just you seeing God just in, um, just so tangibly in your life. I pray that God has been showing up even in the small things. Sometimes we just need to be reminded with that still small voice, amen. Yes, we can ask for the fire. Yes, we can ask for the thunder, but it's something about the intentionality of God, that he's into the details, amen. And that still small voice that just really just touches you in a way. And so um, I just pray that you're experiencing God in that way. And if you have not been, um, I'm just going to pray that God begins to touch you in a way that you've never been touched, that he will begin to show himself to you in ways that you have not known him because it tells us in Jeremiah 33 and 3, when we cry out to the Lord, when the righteous cry out to him, he shall show us great and mighty things we do not know. So anything you need from God, the Bible says, be anxious for nothing, but in all things through prayer and supplications and with thanksgiving, make your request known unto God and the peace of God that surpasses all understanding shall guard our heart and mind in Christ Jesus. I know, I think that's Philippians 4, 19. I don't know. I'm just like really flowing. So it's, I know it's Philippians for sure, but the Bible tells us in Matthew 7, right, that we shall ask, right? Ask and keep asking, depending on the translation, ask and keep asking, knock, the door will be open unto you, seek and you shall find, so sometimes it has to be, you have to have a grit, you have to have a, a persistence that you will, that you're like Jacob, you're going to say, Lord, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me, and when you get that, to that place, you just find yourself just seeking God just for him, not for things but just for his face just for him like david said in psalms 27 lord you say seek your face and i say your face i shall seek you want we want to seek god's face god moves for you when you seek his face because in matthew 6 and 33 tells us seek ye the kingdom first and all his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you so there's a moment in in our journey where we're just after god we're we're pursuing god we're seeking him not because we have a problem not because we need a prayer answer not because we need a blessing simply because we just love him we're not going to have to ask for him to do certain things for us he's just going to do it because that's his word that's not failing that's not returning to him void it tells us if we seek him first if we seek his kingdom and all his righteousness all these things that he already know we we need because earlier in that chapter in chapter six of matthew it talks about how we're not to worry about what we're going to eat or drink or what we're going to wear because it's not clothes more is that the body more than for clothing right and it talks about how you know the birds neither toil nor reap but see god sees fit to feed, feed them like are you not more than than they being his child right and and so not worrying about certain things because is that easy? No, I'm, I'm, I'm here to testify. I ain't got that down just yet, um, but I'm working on it because 
God has been showing me just even in this week how how much if I just let go and just truly surrender it to him. He got me. It's when we are we we battling with control when we're battling like with 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 our expectations and and our desires and our plans and we just have not surrendered all unto the father then that's when we find ourselves you know just in that cycle just going back and forth and we might find ourselves going around that same mountain we might find ourselves you know in the same cycle over and over again every year every other season we're in this cycle because we have not truly surrendered unto god and so when you get to that place of surrender a there's freedom there's peace because listen when you surrender to god and you totally trust him you're like okay lord i'm not gonna worry about it you got it it's yours it's on you you gotta do it how you do it i don't know i'm here to do what's required of me right but other than that it's on you and i'm not even about to ask about it i'm not gonna worry about it that's when he is like wow like now 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 i can move because now first of all you're not putting me in a box because when we have an expectation and we think that god has to move according to our expectation now we're putting limits on god we're putting him in a box because we're saying god the only way we you can move for us in this situation it has to look like this where god because the bible tells us in isaiah um 55 how his ways are higher his thoughts are higher so his way he want how he wants to do it the path that he wants to go down it might be different but because you're so married to the idea of what you think it should look like now you're missing it or god isn't moving because you're you're trying to put him in box him in to say lord it gotta look like this it gotta be done like this it has to be in this time frame and so when you just get to a place where you're like you know what lord I just give it to you. Do what you want to do, how you want to do it, in your timing, your will to be done. Give me the strength to just release it, to let it go. Give me the peace to not and, and the courage and the strength not to pick it back up and just help me, Lord, not to worry. Even if you feel like you're a worrier like me, or you might be one who likes the details. Like, I like to know, okay? I'm not into surprises per se. I want to know all the information. I want to know all the details. I'm like, you know, just tell me. So I'm one of those type of people. And so for me, it's sometimes very challenging to really to get comfortable with the idea of total surrender to anybody, even God, because that's something that I just in my, my mind has a hard time processing, right? That I don't have control, that I don't have my hand in it that i'm not in some way involved in the outcome you know or the process of it that is so unfamiliar so foreign to me because i'm so analytical analytical and so logical right and i'm so i'm such a doer and i'm very a hands-on type of person so for me i almost feel like i'm not productive or or i'm not you know um doing anything if i don't have my hands in something if i'm not moving and if i'm not shaking if i'm not you know making something happen i almost feel like like i'm like i'm just not really adding value or you know like that i'm not doing anything because i'm not moving i'm not you know busy in myself and so for me sometimes you know god is like just rest like just rest i just want you to rest and what I learned over these last years is I did not know how to rest. And I think I spoke about this before in um, an earlier um, season, but 
I didn't know how to rest. All I knew how to do was move. Like I'm always on the move. I'm working. I'm working two jobs, working, going to school, running around, hanging out with my friends, doing stuff with my children, running errands, doing this, doing that, like just on the move. And and, and my life is semi like that kind of now, but I've had long stretches of time where the Lord literally put me in a position where I couldn't. Like even after I had my car accident, January um, 2018, I couldn't do anything, right? Physically, I was unable, unable, excuse me, to physically do anything. I couldn't work. I couldn't drive. I couldn't really walk. Like my injury was very significant and it really um, impacted my physical um, ability to to walk and to really do anything. So I had a lot of limitations that that was new for me. Um, My car was completely totaled. So I went from having a car to no car. It ain't like I could drive anyway because of the injury and I ended up having to have all different types of surgeries or whatever. But, you know, it was a time where the Lord was trying to slow me down because sometimes we don't realize when we're so busy, God can't speak. Ooh, that's a word. <laughs> when you're so busy, God can't speak. And yes, you might think, okay, I get up, I pray, I read my word. I spend like my, my first hour with God. And, you know, then I carry on by my day, you know, I'll get up, I, I, I get ready, I go to work or school or whatever you go do in your day, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And then it normally turns into just like, you know, a, you know, a whole um, day full of just kind of, you know, just checking things off the to do list or, you know, doing the things that you had on your calendar and your schedule to accomplish, right? And then next thing you know, it's like evening time, it's time to wind down, are you tired, you know? And there may be some things, though, in the midst of our day that the Lord wanted to download or to speak, some answers he wanted to give us. But because we are so much just just constantly moving that we haven't been still enough for it, to receive it. And so you have to be mindful, like sometimes you got to take a day. And some people be like, oh, I can't take a day off work or if I don't, if I don't go to work, you know, I'm going to pay my bills or I'm going to do this. Like when you get to a place where you just totally trust God and when anything you do for God, not to say we do things because we have a, you know, it's almost like a manipulative type of thing. We're doing it because we have like, we're like, okay, Lord, I know if I sacrifice for you or if I do something for you, you got to do something for me. That's not the motive, but it is to say that. God is the type of God that anytime we sacrifice for something for him, we will get a harvest, right? Um, Because that's just who he is, because he's a giver at heart, at nature. That's why John 3 and 16, for God so loved the world, right? That he gave. He, he He's a God of love, and, he, and so he gives. So he delights in giving good gifts to his children. That's why it tells us that every good and perfect gift come from the, comes from above. So there... There's nothing that we could really sacrifice or give to God that, A, that he need, um, B, that he he would not give us even more. And, and even Jesus told his disciples, um, I don't remember exactly where it is right now, because this is, our, I, I didn't plan to get on here talking about this, by the way. So this obviously is just the Lord speaking. Um, but Jesus told his disciples, you know, hey, if anyone has left, you know, mothers, fathers, houses, you know, family, whatever, whatever you left for the gospel, for the kingdom, whatever you gave up, God, you, you're going to get even more because this life requires sacrifice. And we don't understand that sometimes, like, but we see it over and over in the Bible. 
yes, they had to do sacrifice bulls and lambs and, you know, all different types of things that to bring a, you know, a grain offering, a, a, a offering, you know, of oil, offering of this or that. They had to bring sacrifices because it has, it's like God wants to come for the thing we love, right? And, and back then that was like their, that was like their finances. That was like, you know, like their money, their cash flow, because they were agriculturalists. So they brought, they brought what we would be equivalent today for us money, because that's what they did. That's how they lived. That's how they survived. That's how they traded and bartered. You know, that was like their currency. And then, yes, we do see, you know, there was also currency um in the Bible as well. But in the early stages, you know, when, when they were first, you know, being really um birthed, you know, they, they didn't, they, they really had to do a lot of bartering and stuff with, 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 what they, what they grew with their hands. Right. And so, and, and what they, you know, um, managed with their hands. And so, um, that was a sacrifice for them. You know, if you're, if you're bringing, bringing the first, your first, the firstborn male, you know, from your flocks, you know, the male is the stud, the male carries the seed, the male is what's going to keep, you know, more more stock going more cattle going so that's a sacrifice and see we don't understand a lot of times because we don't live in that day and that culture and that time but it's the same thing because if it don't mean nothing to you it's not gonna mean nothing to god like it's not a sacrifice if i say oh i'm gonna give up steak i already don't eat steak i already don't eat meat that's not a sacrifice for me but when it was when it came down to something like seafood now come on that's not okay that's different because that's something i really enjoy that's something that's gonna really hit for me because that's something i love right i like some seafood i like to eat good i'm a foodie and seafood has always been my thing so now if i gotta give up seafood that's a sacrifice god is always gonna come to come for something that means something to us that's why he went to abraham and he said sacrifice your son isaac because he knew this was the promised son this is the son abraham waited 24 years for and god is like okay now go take him on um, to the mountain and put him on the altar and, and sacrifice him to me not because god is a killer of of children or of our destiny or promise we know over and over again in the Bible, he said to the Israelites, one of, one of their, you know, um, charges every, when they were being judged and had to receive uh, the wrath of God and the punishment of God. He like, and y'all passing y'all children through the fire, y'all sacrificing y'all children to Molech. And I ain't never asked y'all to do that. God ain't, gonna, ain't asking us to kill nobody. He ain't, he, well, he's not asking us to kill our children for sure. But yeah, when you go to war, that's different. Like war casualties that's a part of war but just going out just killing folks like especially our children like that's not god's character but he wanted to see though he wanted to see abraham's heart and he wanted to see will abraham hold withhold the thing he loves the most abraham may have loved isaac more than he loved sarah <laughs> you know what i mean like because this was this this was the son that the lord promised him and it, as he's now is he seeing it in the flesh every day, like the thing that he almost did not believe, the thing that Sarah laughed at, the thing that it seems so hopeless and so impossible. He 99 and she 90 and that now the word of the Lord is being birthed now. So to go through all that they went through, to go through all the heartache and pain of creating an Ishmael and dealing with Hagar and Ishmael and all of that now to be living in the promise, living with the promise. And now God is like, OK, the very thing I promised you, give it back. 
faith only. And this is why, this is a part of the reason why Abraham can be looked at as the father of faith. Because that took a lot of faith because he did not know the outcome in the onset. We read the story and then we know the outcome. He was living it. He did not know that the ram in the bush was going to appear. He didn't know God was just testing him and and, and was not going to allow him to sacrifice his son. He did not know. He was living in the moment. All he knew was he trusted God's word and God told him that he, his through the promise was all the descendants of the earth going to be blessed. And Isaac was for sure the promise. So in some way, God had to do something to perform his word. He got to know God like that. So even when God could say, sacrifice the very thing that I asked you for, he did it. Faith only, right? In this promised land and in this journey, it requires faith only. Like, we don't have no room for doubt. We don't have no room for unbelief. So um, before I get too much into it, because I see the Lord just kind of took off running. Um, I do want to welcome everyone to the Purity After Promiscuity podcast, where we are redefining a woman's worth. I am your host, Janelle Renee, and I'm so excited for you all to be here. Thank you so much for all my new subscribers and all my new listeners, those who are downloading, streaming, listening, catching the replays. Thank you guys so much. You guys mean so much to me. I appreciate every stream, every download, all the support. Remember, um, you can always like, comment, share, 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 share with your community, share with people you know, share if the message does not resonate with you, but you know someone who may need it, share it, please. That is how um, the platform gains more visibility, but also that's just how, you know, the the, the message and the, the, the ministry, right, gets in front of more people because more people, you know, will need to hear this word, right? I don't, I, I don't know everyone. I don't have access like that. So it, you guys get to partner with me by just simply sharing to your community. You know, that's all I ask. And so please support the um, platform by like, comment, and subscribing and sharing, right? Also, uh, for all of you guys who've been listening from day one, thank you guys. Hey, girl, hey, I appreciate you guys. Everything that you have done by just rocking with the podcast. If you've been here from the beginning or if you've just been here for a few seasons, it does not matter. I am so thankful for all of you. Um, I just pray to God that continues to use me to bless you, to to really just speak life over you, to really um, bring transformation in your life right there. there. Listen, you can listen to a podcast all day or night. You can listen to any podcast. You can read any book. But if there's no transformation, like, well, first, there needs to be application. So if you're not, you know, hearing nothing that is applicable or that you can apply to your life, then there will not be transformation. This podcast is all about transformation. That's why we are redefining a woman's work. So when you hear it, it's not me up here just trying to have a good word or, you know, or anything like that. I don't come with no pre-wrote down message. I come straight from, I go right to before the Lord's throne, right before the throne of grace, pray, seek the Lord, ask, invite him in. I, I totally surrender it to him and give him full access to say what he want to say. So when I get on here, it ain't got nothing to do with just trying to say something that sound good. 
It don't got nothing to do with just trying to get an emotional response or anything like that. It's about this is what God is speaking to many of us, not just myself. And it is to ignite your faith. It is to give you the instructions. It is to give you the, the, the confirmation, right? It is to give you whatever it is you are needing from him in that moment. And for you to go and take action, amen. That's why faith without works is dead because you can't have faith and there be no action. If you got faith, you're going to be that faith gonna move you to act amen and so that's why it's faith only because it is in that realm of faith where we really begin to see the the word of the lord unfolding right before our very eyes and so god has really been speaking to me about faith this week and so um he's just <laughs> yo i you know, I, I got to be very mindful of what I say because I know I'm not yet released to tell the fullness of my testimony because God is still at work, right? He's still doing many things um, behind the scenes, but I, I feel like he had me title the podcast Faith Only because that is basically where I'm at. You know, it's no need to kind of go over where I'm at in my um in my season, like currently in my life with me and my family. If you want to know, you feel free to go listen to previous episodes. But um, the Lord just had to remind me like that I still was in a place of fear. And see, the thing about fear, like there's there's a part of. I'm not even going to call it fear, but I will say like there's a part of like maybe apprehension, right? That comes with being in the realm of faith. When you're stepping out the boat, when you're walking on that water, when when you're, you know, going to, you know, do something that seems like illogical, right? Something that seems like it just makes no sense why you're about to do what you're doing, but you're being led by God. Like, I'm not going to say there should be I'm, I don't want to call it fear because clearly the Bible tells us that the um what is it Second Timothy or First Timothy that um the that the Lord did not give us a spirit of fear but of power love and a sound mind. So we want to be mindful of our words, right? Because words have so much power, and we just don't want to mislead anyone or like say anything about God's character that is not correct, right? So I don't want to say that there's going to be a level of fear, but I do feel like there's going to be a level of, you know, apprehension because you're like, Lord, for real, do you really want me? Should I really do this? Are you sure, Lord, really is this you, you know, like, because this thing is bigger than me or what if, you know, what if I get out here? You know, you, you're going to have these thoughts, right? And so, but for me, the Lord had to remind me, like, I still was in a place of fear and I was in a place of fear because I had not surrendered. I had not surrendered. See, when you fully surrender to the Lord, that's when you step into faith only. Because until you fully surrender, like I'm talking about, you don't hold nothing back. You don't hold on to nothing. You don't hold on to your ideas. You don't hold on to your 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 perspective. You don't hold on to, you know, your plan B. You don't hold on to, you know, your idea. You don't hold on to your expectation that you totally go to the Lord. You say, I surrender my life. I surrender my family. I surrender my children. I surrender my career. I surrender my ministry. Like, I surrender everything to you. And I'm like, Lord, now all I need you to do is lead me right the bible tells us that a righteous man steps are ordered by the lord right 
And so if we really want God to order our steps, then we have to be willing to say, Lord, well, here was my expectation. Here was the plan that I had for my life. Here was what I wanted for myself. Here is the dreams that I had, Lord. Here, I'm going to give it to you. And in in exchange, I'm going to say, Lord, now align me with your will. Order my steps according to your plan and purpose for my life. I don't have, I don't know what's best for me. You do. And Lord, I need you to now align me with your will and your purpose and your plan for the plans that you have you know that you have for me that's for a hope in the future and i need you to give me the strength to just be obedient to where you're leading me when you get to that place that's when you will see god move mountains for you that is when and i'm speaking from experience because i had a situation i had a situation earlier this week and you know in this situation i was facing some tough decisions like really tough decisions and see the thing about being in that valley of decision and when you feel like your back is up against the wall or you may be backed up into a corner and you really gotta do everything you can not to make an emotional decision right you have to do everything you can to try to just seek god clear your mind quiet all the voices your voice other people's voice, the enemy voice, if he's speaking, and get to a place where you can hear from God. Because that's where you can make the the worst decision is when you're in the midst of under so much pressure, so much emotion, so much anxiety, so much going on, you might make a decision out of, you know, desperation or anything. And I've had I've done that in the past. And so um looking back, examining my life, I've seen where I have just made so many decisions that were based on desperation and just my emotions in the moment that I didn't think things through, that it wasn't a clear um, decision or it wasn't God, right? It may have looked like God, it sounded like God, it felt like God, it seemed like God, but because I was so overwhelmed and because I was, um, you know, my mind was just racing and I just hadn't quieted myself enough to really hear from God, I didn't really have the discernment to to see if that was truly God or not. And I just assumed it was. And I just like the first opportunity that came up, I'm just like, that's I'm going with it. And I have looked back to see that, oh, my goodness, I made a wrong decision. And so I was in the valley of decision this week. And I still be, you know, life is going to bring valley of decision. Like we're all going to be in it at some point. It's just a part of life. But, you know, I was in it like in a really serious situation and I was really like I was I felt like my back was against the wall because I had made arrangement um, concerning my transportation, concerning my vehicle. And I made this arrangement a couple weeks ago because because of my situation, you know, I had fallen behind on on my um, car note and um you know, when I made the arrangement initially, all I was thinking to myself was, how in the world am I going to be able to come up with, they're asking me for it, right? How am I going to be able to do it? And I made the arrangement because I figured at the very least it was buying me time because I had about two weeks or um, maybe a little less than two weeks before the date that they were, you know, going to request, um, was requesting for me to make this such payment. And, you know, in my mind, here, I, me, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm always trying to figure it out. I'm trying to get it done. I'm trying to do this and that. So, you know, I'm trying to see, you know, kind of like, okay, what I can do. And then I'm like trying to see like, Lord, what you going to do, you know, like, 
it was just one of those things but then in the midst of that i had life happening i had situ- other situations been happening i had this and that it just seemed like so much that a lot of the time i couldn't even focus on this and so next thing you know i look up and it's like the day before the payment due and i i don't have the money <laughs> i don't have nothing okay like zero and so i'm like okay lord the only option I can think of, you know, is I don't, you know, maybe I need to just surrender my car, right? And so, Lord, I don't even want to be telling my business, Lord, just cover this live in the blood of Jesus Christ. Do not let anything that or the enemy use anyone to just use this information against me or in a negative way. I forbid and bind all attacks, retaliation, counterattacks in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And I just plead the blood of Jesus over my words and over this podcast, over this live and over the replay in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Okay, so. That was like the only thing I could come up with. Because again, now I'm trying to figure it out. Because now I'm feeling anxiety. Now I'm worrying. Now I'm like, okay, Lord. Because a part of me, like, because the situation we're already in, like, I can't see us not being with, with transportation. But I'm like, I also can't see us, you know, having them coming to take the car either. So I'm like, really, the only option I got is if if I surrender the car, you know, and they pay off the loan and whatever I could get, whatever would be left, maybe I could take that, you know, and try to, you, you know, make something happen. So that was like my, that, that was what I came up with. I am not going to sit up here and say that's the Lord. And that's what the Lord told me to do. That is really what Janelle decided, right? And I was very honest with God because that's another thing. Sometimes we just got to be honest with God. And so I was very honest with God. And I told him, I said, Lord, I don't know if it's your will or if you're going to come through, if you even want me to keep the car. I'm like, because if you don't want me to keep it, I'm not married to a, a material thing. I can get another car. Like I didn't had cars before. Like, and so I'm not tripping. But if you don't want me to keep it, if it's your will that I give it back, just give me peace about it. Because I had already kind of, you know, did some shopping around, got some quotes you know seeing who was gonna you know give me the best deal and so i started to be kind of at peace with the idea of surrendering it but i just kept praying about it because i just wanted to be sure because i knew i have a track record of making decisions out of just being in a you know place of desperation so i just but i still surrendered it to god either way and i'm like god if it's your will for us to keep our our transportation lord then you have to provide the money. I don't know how, I don't know when, but Lord, I, I got to make this payment by this time, right? Y'all, I'm sorry, my um phone keeps, yeah. So if, if it's going blank a little bit, it's because my phone keeps um shutting down. But anywho, and so I, um, <laughs> And so that's kind of what's my prayer. It was just like, Lord, either way, I'm good. But I just need to know what your will is because I don't want to make my own decision because I know the the word says many are the plans in a man's heart, but only the Lord knows the path. And then it also says it again, many are the plans in a man's heart, but only but the, the path leads to destruction. So you can have a lot of plans in your heart. But if, if it's not the plan that God has for you, then the path will lead to destruction. And again, I've already experienced that. So I was just kind of like, no, 
I really want to hear from you, God. Like, yes, this is what I feel like my only option is. This is what I feel like makes sense to me. And I was just like, but I'm human. I have a finite mind. I have a limited mind. And I don't know everything. And I just was honest with him. And I'm like, so, Lord, you just going to have to make it work. If Whatever you want, you just going to have to do it. So it came down to me supposed to turn it in. You know, I had told the dealership, fine, I would sell it back to him, whatever. And but I, something just kept feeling like, just wait. Because it wasn't a rush, you know, it was really on my time, but I was just like, mm, something just telling me just to wait. And in in this moment, you know, I'm, you know, calling, trying to speak to the company who my car is through, you know, I'm getting all this information. The lady was very helpful. She was such a blessing. You know, she gave me a lot of information and she, she really helped me. She gave me some really good advice. And so that was that. And then, you know, an issue came up where, um, I decided, um, well, maybe I don't need to, you know, sell the car back to them. Maybe I can just, um, cancel my extended warranty. Cause I don't know if anybody's ever purchased a car, whether you purchase it cash or you purchase it, um, and you, you know, you get it financed. An extended warranty is not a requirement, right? It is extra, right? And so when you, when you buy an extended warranty, normally, you know, um, that money, if you cancel it, it depends. Like if you pay cash for it, then of course that cash comes back to you. And if you pay, um, if you got your car financed and they finance it, then it will, the money will go back to, to, um, the loan company. And so, um, I was trying to find out because when I pur purchased the car before I have this, before I got this one, I purchased my, um, my extended warranty on that car cash obviously because i bought the car cash and so i was told that the warranty from that that car went to the new car that i have um they're the same cars just different years they told me it transferred so i was trying to see if i just can you know because i was you know that it came into my actually it came into my son's spirit and this is why you you don't discount how god is going to speak because it came, it was really my son who brought it to my attention, like, mom, why don't you just see if you can cancel the extended warranty and just get the money from that? The Bible talks about out of the mouth of babes. Don't think for one second God can't speak through your, through your children. He will. And so it was, it was my son who brought it to my attention. So Wooty, well, long story short, we kind of, I kind of went into trying to figure that out and was given this information and that information. And it was just not really what I wanted to hear. And then I was kind of a little bit at a crossroads. I was kind of frustrated. And my son was like, mom, well, we not looking for the no. <laughs> That's why, like, one thing I do. I live my faith in front of my kids. I, I teach my children the word of God. I do Bible study with my children. I tell them about God. I, I, they see me live my life before them. And I had said that to him uh, the other week because I was telling him about what um, one of the leaders from our church had said to me. And that, that was the, the statement. He said, well, we, we don't look for the no. We, we keep going till we find the yes. So my son was like, mom, we don't look for no. We keep going till we find yes. See, that, listen, faith only. See, even my son in that moment, he had faith. He had the faith. And so I was like, okay, bet. So then I'm like, well, I'm going to call, you know, the company myself. And so the company, they like, okay, we, we need to verify this. You need to, you know, give us this information and that information. I give it to them. They look into it and they don't never say nothing to me as far as this, like, 
the warranty itself. They just tell me if I fill out the paperwork, they about to email me and submit all these documents that it's going to take about 10 days and then we they'll cancel it and then they'll see ask me for my address to see where they're going to send the check to. And I'm like, 10 days. The people told me I had to till today by 5 o'clock. They had the money. <laughs> to, to get them from my car. So they don't come get it. And so I'm like, okay. So I just said, okay. And I hung up and I'm like, this is something ain't right. So, I, you know, I, me and my son, I get all my paperwork from my cars and I'm, we looking through it and we, cause we, I'm just like, something ain't right. And I'm like, the Lord is doing something. Oh, while I was on the phone with the lady, um, from, um, the company who I had financed my car, I felt in my spirit, the Lord said, ask to say, do you believe in miracles? So I asked the woman, I said, her name was Elizabeth. I said, um, Elizabeth, do you believe in miracles? And she said, yeah, I do. And I said, well, my God is a miracle working God. And I could tell by her response after that, that she must not have been a Christian. Cause she was like, oh, uh, okay. Yeah. You know, like that. So I was like, okay. And I just was like confidently telling her like, well, my God is a miracle working God. And I believe in miracles and my God is going to do something. I'm going to be able to pay this, uh, this money, you know? And I, at that time I had no idea how I had no idea how. And so me and my son looking through the paperwork and then we noticed some things, some numbers weren't adding up, things weren't right. So I, you know, let the people at the dealership know. I sent, you know, the paperwork, you know, via um, a, a photo, you know, via text. And I'm like, look at this. The numbers don't lie, right? This is not my word. Again, you know, this is like, if this is black and white. The numbers don't lie, some off. And come to find out, you know, I had money out there. Did not know. I've had the car that I, that I have for over a year and a half. I mean, not a year and a half, excuse me. It's been a year and a couple months, actually. Just a year and a couple months that I've had the car that I have now. The issue was about the car I had before, which I traded in for this car. So that means that car, I have not had that car in my possession in over a, a year and some months. And I had no idea that there was still money owed to me from the first car that I had. And come to find out, they call me and say, after they, after I send them all the information. And this is why you need to have faith and you don't give up. And if God keep is telling you to keep going or to keep looking or to keep pressing or to keep trying, don't stop. Don't stop. Cause I could have gave up at every turn. You know, when, when, when the lady gave me, cause she, some of the, some of the information she gave me was a little discouraging that she was like, well, I just want to tell you the best and the worst scenario. She, I could have gave up when the, you know, the, the people talking about the, you know, it, I can't get the money or it's going to take 10 days and all this. I could have given up at any point, but I kept going in faith because something in me felt like, no, something is off in this situation and God is going to do something. And come to find out, they call me like this has never happened before. But unfortunately, no one ever, you know, took care of, you know, the rest of the, the um, transactions when you traded in your vehicle. And actually, we owe you money. Now, y'all, this is how good God is. See, I'm about to shout. I did not know that he was about to literally have me on here testifying because I, I thought I, I was coming from the scripture uh, <laughs> that I was studying earlier um, in 2 Corinthians 5 and 7, right? I thought that's what this was going to be about, but apparently he wants y'all faith to be ignited because God's not just doing miracles in my life. Long story short, what 
they tell me they that they owe me money i gotta come sign a paper so they can cancel it and start the process and so i do that and i'm excited i'm like surely i'm about to be able to pay it today because i had to five o'clock okay five up five p.m eastern standard time and so i go there it's about three o'clock or so when i go there just sign the paper but then the guy tell me uh it could take up to a week you know before you, we could get the check back because we got to send the paper to the company and the company got to do this and that and that and i'm like look i got a situation i got a deadline i really need this money now because i i'm trying to you know i i need to pay my pay for my car okay and so he was like, I can't make no promises. Um, I can see what I can do. So I just kept praying. Cause I'm like, Lord, you, first of all, Lord, the fact that you talking about, I have money and it's not a small amount of money, but I have money that's been sitting out here in limbo. Okay. For over a year, sitting in limbo, they would have never found it because it was nothing nobody was going to go into and look at he had to go do some digging he was like i did some digging for you because you know i got your back and i'm uh, advocate for you and he was like and i have discovered so sometimes you have to trust god's process you don't know how the miracle may unfold but you got to trust whatever the process that god have you on and whoever he's going to use see these people was never going to discover that i have money sitting again not a small amount of money sitting okay in limbo just out there and they would have never discovered it had God not put it on me and my son's heart to keep pursuing this, to do our due diligence in faith, to go through our paperwork in faith, to make phone calls in faith. This is why you got to have faith only. There was no room for doubt. I couldn't be like, oh, what they said. Oh, what they talking about 10 days. That ain't going to help me. Oh, da, da. Because it, it got so to the point where me and my son was coming up with all kind of ideas we was looking for what we could sell you know how what of our possessions can we can we sell what can we do i called some people to see if i could borrow the money i'm just gonna be honest because i'm transparent like i was trying to figure it out janelle was trying to figure it out in her strength but this is why it says in zechariah 4 not by power not by i mean yeah not by power not by might but by my spirit says the lord and so i was trying to figure it out in my mind when i didn't see how things was going to happen when i kept feeling like i was getting you know hitting a closed door when they were saying this and that and this and that and it wasn't going to help my situation but i just something i couldn't stop i had to keep going i had to believe that god was not brought me this far to fail me that god knew what we needed and he was going to make a way and when and people you know i get there and the guy go to speak to the manager to see if there was any way they could put expedite the money so i could get the check early he came back and was like okay we're gonna try to have a check um to you today by 5 36 o'clock i was like sweet even though i knew i only had the five o'clock but i figured as long as i got it today like i would be cool so i was like okay it wasn't no problem so i leave so me and my son, we are celebrating, we're rejoicing, we are worshiping, because it's nobody but God, because see, it was at the right time. God could have put it on my heart and or my son's heart months ago, months ago, to really, because actually, I started looking into my transaction when I bought my cars months ago. So he put the seed in my spirit. But when I first started looking at it, where I thought money was like things were kind of off and where I thought they still owe me money, that wasn't and it wasn't that particular thing. 
but I still knew something about this transaction was off. I couldn't put my finger on it, but it was the day that I needed it the most. Now, even though that day they ended up calling me after saying they could have it to me that same day, that evening, they said that they wouldn't be able to have it to me until the next day because they needed to call the company to tell to see how much exactly did the check need to be for because they didn't know. And so initially they told me that a quote they gave me was going to be for less than what I had paid for, for the item. So I was kind of trying to figure out in my mind, like, how is that possible? I never used it. I didn't even have it that long. I only had it like some days. So how is it that, you know, like any value or any money could be subtracted from it? But I wanted to stay in a place of gratitude. And I'm like, Lord, the fact that I didn't know this money was out here. The fact that I need it in this very moment and you basically are supplying what I need. I'm not going to, I'm going to be grateful, right? I'm not going to complain or be picky about it. Lord, because guess what? I didn't even know that I had no money out there. I started this day. Oh, actually, I didn't start that day, that day with zero. I lied. Please, please forgive me. I woke up that morning to money in my bank account that I didn't expect to be in there. See, when God says something to us, we have to hold on to that word because I released a couple, some weeks ago, a, a word on the podcast and it was called prophetic release. And it was because God woke me up and he told me to do it. I've never done that before on the podcast. And in that podcast, he said, expect the unexpected. And he said, expect surprises. I woke up to money in my account that day and I wasn't a significant amount of money, but it was money. And I was grateful because I was like, oh, Lord, thank you for the increase. Because whatever God give you, you be thankful. You be grateful. You have an attitude of gratitude about it. So I was just praising them for the increase of that because I'm like, well, it's a blessing. Me and my son could get something to eat or I could put some gas in the car. I wasn't expecting it. So I was like, wow, Lord. So that was that morning. I had no idea what else God was doing. But because I stayed in his presence, I stayed in a place of surrender and faith only. I got to see a miracle. They was not able to give me the check that day. And things just, I just prayed. I said, well, Lord, you got to work it out to where my, where, where the, the, the car people just hold, hold them off until they can get me the check, you know, tomorrow. So I'm able to pay. Right. So I'm still just in a place of rejoicing. I'm in a place of, you know, just in awe of God, just praising. And so. I was still not knowing how much the check was going to be for. So when we go pick up the money yesterday, when I go pick up the check, no one ever told me how much the check was for. They just said, your check is ready. Come get it. I walk in. They tell me, go right to the cashier. Your check is there. It's waiting on you. They already know who you are. Just give them your name. They're going to take care of you. And I was like, okay. And so I go get it. The lady handed it to, handed to me and I, no one ever say how much it's for. I'm just like, okay. So then I go talk um, to a couple of the workers because I, um, you know, I'm familiar with them or whatever. I do business with them a lot. And so I'm telling the, the one manager, I'm like, I told you, I told you something was wrong because I had come there weeks before trying to tell him to look at my paperwork or something went that up. And he was like, yeah. And he was like, I, but but what you thought wasn't it? He was like, but no, kind of. He was like, but when I got the phone call yesterday, because he's a Christian too. He was like, when I got the phone call yesterday about the situation and how and how we owed you that and how how much money it was, he said he said to himself, what is the odds? Like it don't happen. They said it never happens. Like he was like, what is the odds? And and 
right in the middle of that dealership i'm like it's my god it's our god he is able i mean he's smiling from ear to ear the other man who's sitting behind a desk with him he's smiling because i'm literally giving god glory in the middle of this um car dealership because i know it's nobody but god so I, I i talk to them i go to my car when i open up that envelope they gave me every last penny every last penny that i paid for that item that i did not know they never canceled and they never gave me my money well they wasn't supposed to give me the money initially it was supposed to be applied to the car i have now and it was never canceled and it was never transferred to this car so it was the because i paid cash for it so it was money that they now owe me that i had no idea you're talking about over this this transaction when I got this car that I have now took place in the beginning of June of 2022, we're in August, almost September, 2023. And my, the money has been sitting undetected in limbo all this time, but not until the right time, the appointed time, the day I needed it when I needed it the most. God made sure that he put it in my spirit and my son's spirit to go and pursue, to go and to be obedient, to keep following him, to keep trusting him, to stay in a place of faith. I could have got discouraged. I could have got full of doubt. I could have gave up. I could have surrendered my car, but it got, the Lord took care of me to the point I didn't have to, I was able to meet my obligations. I was able to pay it. I, I have overflow. I have some left. And so I'm just like nobody but God. But I had to have a faith only attitude. I had to trust God. And I'm like, even if I have to surrender my card, Lord, I still trust you. Lord, I'm okay with that. We'll be fine. We'll figure it out. You know, I just had to get to a place where I surrendered to God and I was faith only and i was able to see a miracle and other people were able to witness a miracle because i know that i know that that's nobody but god i know that i know nobody but god did that for me because it was at the appointed time and this is why it's so important to be in the timetable of god you need to be in sync and in, in synchronizing in synchronism with the will of god for your life and for the timing of god because i was just teaching my son the other day about the right thing at the wrong time is still wrong some of you are struggling and y'all keep being in a cycle and you keep hitting up your head against the wall because you're trying to do god gave you a word god gave you a promise and you're trying to manifest it you're trying to lay hold of it out of season you you made the step too fast you took the leap too soon and you fell on your face and then you got hurt and you got discouraged and you got let down and you know your heart got broken now you're feeling away but now because it's now the season God is telling you to do it again and now you letting fear, you allowing fear and you allowing, you know, the experience of your past when you tried the first time and you fell on your face that you think that that's what's going to happen again. But it's like, no, the you have to be in the timing of God. I went to the same dealership earlier in this month, the beginning of this month, trying to let them see, trying to convince them that somewhere something went wrong in my transaction and some and they owe me money like i went to them but see that wasn't the time so god didn't allow it wasn't revealed to me because in that moment i i he could have he could have revealed that we could have discovered it and then i would have got the money then and 
you know, because we're in a we're in a place of need regardless. And so I would have done the things that I would have needed to do. But maybe I would have been putting doing things that God didn't want me to do because I was there was different other different needs was there. Yes, my car, you know, the need for my car was still there, but then there was also other needs. But it just it was at the right time, like where these people was talking about, hey, if you don't give us something, if you don't get, if you don't make this payment right here, we come to get your car. It was at that time when I'm talking about when your back is all the way against the wall, when you're backed up in the corner, where you're like, God, if you don't come through, God, it won't be done. Like, Lord, you got to come through. I'm totally dependent on you. I ran out of options. I don't have nobody to call. I didn't listen. Me and my son was trying to figure it out. Like I said, we was trying to pawn stuff, sell stuff. We was trying to borrow it from people because that our flesh started wanting to allow fear to set in like god ain't gonna come through for us but i had to remind myself see that's why david had to encourage himself i had to remind myself like no my god is able i don't know what i don't know how i i when i got that phone call just the phone call to hear you know what i did some digging and this has never happened i'm so sorry but we basically owe you money because something the transaction that you did there was things that were not done properly things were not canceled and you there's money out there still for you i'm like i knew it but see it it wasn't that i really knew that that was the exact thing that that was the exact way god was going to do it but i just knew that god was going to come through for me because i'm just like no lord you're too, you're a good god you promised me and then even quoted reminding him of his word like no lord you said that the righteous will not be forsaken and see begging bread lord you said that i shall not be disappointed nor shall the uh, will i be disgraced lord you said that you withhold no good thing from the upright and the righteous lord you said you know just reminded him of his word but faith only and because of faith only i got to see the providence of god and it's not even about the money i'm now i understand what ashley meant when she was on a podcast a couple weeks ago and she said it's not about the material things i am in awe of the faithfulness of my god i'm like Nobody could do this but you, Lord. Nobody can this. I mean, for over a year, the money just sitting there. Nobody caught it. Nobody seen it. Nobody going over records. Nobody like checking over nothing, nothing. Like nobody, they would have never found it. That's the reality. But at the appropriate time, when I needed it the most, God made sure that he provided it. And I didn't have to pawn nothing. I didn't have to sell nothing. I didn't have to borrow nothing because I even, I even declared a scripture that I'm the lender, never the borrower. But see, that's what fear caused you to do. Fear caused you to go back on the thing you believe in for. It'll cause you to go back on your convictions because now you're thinking from a place of desperation. You're thinking from a place of fear. Oh my gosh, God, because it's getting to the last hour. Sometimes God just comes through at 1159. It don't matter because as long as he come through. He could come at the eleventh hour. Yes, he could come at the first hour. But sometimes it just however he wants to do it. But it's your responsibility and my responsibility to believe. Hebrews eleven six 
You have to believe that he is. And he is a reward that, of those that diligently seek him. But the scripture um, before him, Hebrews 11, 6 says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. So you can do everything under the sun. You can go to church uh, regularly. You can serve. You can be a ministry. You can pay your tithes. You can give offering. You can serve the poor. You can do everything under the sun. But without faith. It's impossible to please God. That's how important faith is. You can ha- you cannot do any of those things consistently, but have faith and see a move of God. Because the Bible says it is unto those who believe. Be it unto you according to your faith. It don't say bid unto you according to your your church attendance. Come on, somebody. Oh, I don't want to step on toes, but okay. Not to say that I'm against church. I love, I'm a member of a local church. I love my the uh, ministry and the leadership and the community and the people that I fellowship with. Uh, So I definitely advocate for making sure you're not forsaking the assembling of thyself, okay? You need community. You need to be around like-minded fellowship, fellow believers. That's what helps strengthen you. That's what helps encourage you, right? That's so you can be um, taught, feel, edified, and all the things. But don't make no mistake about it. This is why you can see somebody who you know don't halfway come to church and probably ain't got that consistent prayer life, probably don't read their Bible every day, but maybe they got some bomb faith that you don't know. Maybe they got bomb faith and maybe they was believing God for something. And next thing you know, you see them be blessed and you wonder to yourself like, Lord, how? Because we all have been given a measure of faith. That's what the Bible says. All of us have been given a measure of faith. What are you doing with your faith? If if without faith, it's impossible to please God, then as much as we're we're worrying about making sure that we're consistent in all these other areas, we better be working on making sure that our faith is where it needs to be. Because the reason why you don't see the miracles is because you're not really in faith. The reason why you ain't seen the healing is because you're not really in faith. And this is not to, you know, come down or to judge or anything like that. But God wants you to have your faith ignited. He had me tell this testimony. It's not to brag and boast because I ain't bragging and boast about nothing but Jesus. Jesus is the best thing I got going for me. Trust and believe. Y'all, I ain't all that. But what I can say, my God is. And when I testify about him, it's not to bring no attention to me. It's to bring all the glory to him because it is him unto him who is able to do exceeding and abundantly above all we can ask, think or imagine according to the power that worketh in us. You have to know your God. It is about him. It is Elohim. It is Adonai. It is Yashem, Yahweh, El Shaddai. It is him and him alone. It is Jesus, Yeshua, Yamashiach, the Christ, Christo, the Messiah, Logos. It is him and him alone. It is Emmanuel, God with us. It's not about Janelle. It is about my God, the God that I served that I know did this for me. I can't brag and boast because I couldn't have done this. Because my mind was thinking of doing other things. My mind was trying to figure it out in my own strength and in my humanness. But God said, no, daughter, you ain't got to do none of that. You can keep your car. You can keep your stuff. You ain't going to have to owe nobody. I'm going to provide for you. But it's because we have faith only. I could not allow doubt to creep in. And even when it tried to, I had to cast that high imagination down. 
immediately in this promised land in this land of promise how you gonna acquire the promise and maintain the promise is you gotta have faith only you better have faith and you better be obedient because it was it was also the obedience of me continued it, it felt like going down a rabbit hole like i'm on this phone i'm on i'm on the phone call with these people for a long time then i call these people i'm on the phone with them for a long time then i gotta go find these papers then i gotta call these people back and to be on the phone with them in a long time then i gotta t- call the people from the dealership it just felt like i was just kind of like on a wild goose chase but sometimes that's how faith go your job is to stay committed to the process and because i stay committed to the process in faith and in obedience i got to eat the good of the land that that's the the word of god if you're willing and obedient you will eat the good of the land you can't be mad at people that you see eating the good in the land of the land if you're not willing and obedient if you don't have faith you can't be mad at sis who over there was believing for her husband but she ain't stopped there she she started you know preparing she started reading books about being a wife she started you know hanging around wives she went and got her wedding dress she did things in faith and now she married her engaged about to get married don't be mad at sis because you can get a word all day long but how are you stewarding it what are you doing with it faith without works is dead faith is going to cause you to action you got to partner with god you got to give him something and so i just pray that this encouraged somebody because god not just doing things like this for me and this is just the beginning god is doing he wants to do just the miraculous among his people because so many people are really desperate to see a move of god right the kingdom is not without with with without observation right it's i mean with just without with observation it's with power and demonstration right people really want to see the power of god right because you know you got so many people who believe so many different things you got so many people you know talking about their god this and their god that and the god that they serve and and the universe you know and 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 nature and this and that and this and that and so and then you can sometimes you might see that those those things at work you might see those things you know may seem like they got power you might see something that a person who believe in something else and and they worship another god or they you know have another religion or they practice something different and you might see how that might look or it might seem like you know things like their god is working for them because it's not to say that other gods don't have power we know that the enemy is the god of this world he's the prince of the power of the air so we know he got power because when he tempted jesus he told jesus all of this has been given unto me but i'll give it to you if you bow down and worship me so we know he got power so we're kidding ourselves if we if we're looking at things that other that what's what people was contending for other people right what's contending for their faith what's contending for their belief is these other gods and these other practices and these other religions you know and these other belief systems we we're we're, we're kidding ourselves if we want to think that those things don't have some legitimacy or there's not some working of some kind of power now it's it's coming from another another source is darkness but darkness has power too so if we really want people to understand and know that no our god is the supreme power right he is the almighty he's the creator of creation all these other things are created things right but he's the creator right he's god he's 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 the most holy god he's elohim he's the ancient of days he's he's the 
was and is and is to come, right? He is I am that I am. He is all comprising, self-existing, eternal and everlasting. He's omniscient and omnipotent and omnipresent, right? He's El Shaddai, God Almighty. We're trying to convince a generation of people who see power in other things. They see power in manifesting. They see power in their crystals. They see power in their tarot and their psychic readings, right? They see power in these things. Let's not be naive, saints. So how do we really show and demonstrate the power of the kingdom of heaven? The power of, from, almost, uh, from on high. God need us. He, ha- he needs to work through us. We, we have to be the conduits. And then we can't be afraid to glorify and testify. And, and again, it's not for you to have to, you know, do it as God leads you. But don't let barriers like uh, what other people think or what other people believe or other people practice stop you. Because, see, God loves, God wants none to perish. Even, even people I encounter, I don't be knowing what they believe. And then some people, I know they don't believe what we believe because they're not from our culture. And not to say that they can't be converted, but a lot of times they just grew up and they believe what they've been grown up to believe. They're, they're immersed in, their, in, 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 the, in the belief system of their culture, right? But that ain't going to stop me from talking about the goodness of my God. I'm not going to be offensive. You know, I'm not going to be disrespectful. But it's not going to stop me because how am I going to sow a seed if I let something like, a a belief or culture barrier stop me from testifying of the goodness of my God no no that is how we're gonna see true a true a true multitudes and true a true this huge harvest really coming to the kingdom if we get more bold and we also like we get our own faith up working on our working on our own soul salvation with fear and trembling right getting our own faith up get your faith up sis get your faith up bro like you want to see a move of god get your faith up like i mean it's just like that like i don't know that's just listen i can't even i don't know how else to say it I gave my real testimony. This just happened to me yesterday. And like, I'm telling y'all, like, again, it's not me. It's God. It is him. It is his faithfulness. It, and it ain't just limited to me. He not just wanting to bless me. He want to bless all of us. He want to answer all of our prayers. He want to meet all of our needs. He want to show himself strong in all of our lives. But are we are we available? Do we believe the things that we even praying for? The Bible tells us that we praying for something we don't believe that we 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 shouldn't expect nothing from God. It tells that in James. You you shouldn't even expect anything if what you're praying for you don't even believe God will do it or can do it. Regardless of how impossible it looks, get your faith up. In this walk and in this journey, it's faith only. Faith and obedience. Obey. Take the leap. Take the risk. Bet on God. You bet it on other things. You bet on other people. You bet on yourself. That ain't got you nowhere. Bet on him. Try him. And see. The Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen. 
And so I don't know, he got me fired up and I think I need to end it right here because I can see myself probably just being on here longer. (laughs) But seriously, I just pray that this really activates your faith because we are in a season, we're in a time, y'all, we're leading up to Rosh Hashanah, which is the Jewish New Year, the Ecclesiastical New Year in the Hebrew calendar. And it is a time of new beginnings. Roche is head. Hashashana is um, year. It's the head of the year. It's beginning, new beginnings, the new year. It's, and, and it's just a very pregnant time. Ooh, here we go. Very pregnant time in God's calendar where he's doing many, many, many things. He wants to do many things. He's really, you know, wanting to bring just just coming with rewards in hand. Amen. And that, that word reward is twofold because in the Greek, it's, um, is it Mishath? Um, I was studying it with my son earlier, but it means, you know, um, like, you know, reward, like gift, you know, like repay payment, but then it also means punishment because, um, even in Psalms 91, it says that, um, you will just stand and see the reward of the wicked or another translation may say, or the punishment of the wicked. So there'll be a reward for those who are being evil and wicked. They will receive a judgment or a punishment. That is their reward for their actions and their choices but then god is also rewarding those who diligently seek him like he says in hebrews 11 that he's a rewarder right he's going to come with recompense he's going to come with you know compensation he's going to come with restoration he he desires to and it ain't just for certain people it is anybody who will lay hold to it who will grab onto it and whatever it is whatever season you're in and whatever he wants to do in your season that's why knowing what season you're in is key and understanding that the appointed time because like i said i tried to go ahead of time i tried to go earlier in the month with my same paperwork (laughs) my same documents trying in, in front of the manager in the office really going through it trying to see where it's where is the discrepancy and 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 i just knew or felt like money was owed to me but it wasn't then that wasn't the time god put this put it in my spirit but it wasn't the time but the time was now and now i've seen the manifestation and so it's about his timing know your seasons if you don't know go to him sit with him ask him ask holy spirit What's what season am I in? Where am I at on your calendar? Help synchronize me, align me, right, with your will, with your purpose, your plan for my life, and you know, in your timing, like the the word that you gave me, the dream that you put in my heart, you know, what's the timing of it? How do I steward it? These are things that the Bible say we have not because we ask not. So just ask. And wait on him for the answer and he will give it to you because he delights, you know, in, in communing with us. He delights in just communicating with his children. He loves it when we communicate with him, when we seek him, we invite him in. That's why it tells us acknowledge God in all our ways and he'll direct our paths. He wants to be involved, even in what we consider the small things. He wants to be involved. So oh, thank you guys so much. This was very different. than what I thought it would be but again you know it's not about me it's about him and whatever he wants to do and so I pray and hope this just really was a blessing to someone or to some people to really get your faith up ignite your faith whatever that thing you praying for or whatever you put down because the first time it didn't work out let's go to God seek him first but pick that thing back up if he says that it's now is the time you know like whatever it is that you've been believing for like really sit with yourself and ask do you really believe or are you just going through the motions 
Because if you really don't believe, the Bible says you can't expect anything from God. Maybe that's why you haven't seen it yet. And if you don't ask God, because there's times I just say, God, help my unbelief. I believe, but just help my unbelief. You know, Lord, and, and as she said something good, she said, Lord, heal my unbelief. So I, I've been saying that now, like, Lord, heal my unbelief, you know, because again, God understands we're human, right? But we can't be afraid to invite him in and to, to you know, and to be honest with him because he appreciates when we're honest because he know anyway, we're not holding, we're not hiding anything from him. So uh, I 